Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. No matter who you are, there are times in all of our lives that we need encouragement and comfort. And we're going to see that the Word of God gives us just that. Through truth, we can find comfort, encouragement, and the strength to persevere. And that is exactly the message of the portion of this psalm that we're going to look at in this study. So again, I would invite you to take out your Bibles and look with me to Psalm 119. And now we're ready for part seven. That is the seventh letter in the Hebrew alphabet. That is the letter Zion. And it begins in verse 49. So Psalm 119 and verse 49. Notice how it begins with a command. And here we're seeing that the psalmist is speaking to God and he says, remember a word to your servant now most of the scholars see this word relating to a promise and the psalmist is reminding god not that god needs to be reminded he knows all things he never forgets anything but nevertheless he is saying to god remember a word meaning the word that you spoke to your servant And I think it's so significant that the psalmist understands that he is a servant of God. And by the way, that word for servant also can relate to a slave, someone who is under the full authority of someone else. And that's how the psalmist sees himself under God's authority. So let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself in that way? the apostle paul did he understood that he was a slave of messiah he understood that all of his desires all of his wants all of his plans and what he wanted to achieve from life were all changed because he was brought under the obedience of the word of god and we've talked about how many times this psalm psalm 119 emphasizes the word of god And now we're seeing here that the psalmist is speaking to God saying, remember that which you have spoken, what you've given to me through this word to your servant. Concerning, and here's the last part of this verse, how you have given to me hope. Now, it's hard to translate this last word because it is a word of hope, And it speaks about how God, through his word, gives to his people, let me be more specific, gives to his servants, those who recognize God's authority in their life, how God's word gives to us hope. Now, it's important because this verb for hope 
is in a unique construction. It is in the Hebrew PL, which is a word of intensity, meaning it is a construction that intensifies the normal meaning of the verb. So here, he wants to emphasize that through the word, when we understand, we are called to obey that word, submit to it, apply it to our life. The outcome of obedience is that God's going to give us hope. And he's going to do so in a powerful, intense manner. And that's what we see in verse 49. Move on to the next verse, verse 50. Notice that this psalmist was going through a difficult time because he says, this has comforted me in my affliction. Now, this word for affliction is also related to the word torture in Hebrew so this one is suffering greatly and what did he rely upon the word of god and we've mentioned that the word that's being referred to here is oftentimes understood as a word of a promise what god has has extended to us in the way that god obligates himself in many ways and the message here is this when you are in a covenantal relationship with god there are wonderful benefits and here is one where the psalmist says in verse 2 this meaning your word your promise when i submit to it this has comforted me in my affliction for your word and this is a a phrase which means what comes forth from your mouth what you have said so your word and notice the last verse it is a word for giving or sustaining life and this sustaining or enduring has to do with overcoming so god's word when we apply it properly to our life it gives us hope and a hope that will manifest itself by us overcoming let me say that differently living triumphantly in this world and what does it mean to live triumphantly in this world we're going to see this in a few minutes but notice that this one has enemies look at verse 51 we had the word zadim now i've spoke of this word not too long ago in a different message during our conference in orlando and i pointed out that this word refers to individuals that knowingly, willfully rebel against God's instructions. It's not that they don't understand it. It's not that it's a, a accident or a mistake. They know what to do. They know why to do it. They are very much aware of what God is commanding, what his authority would lead them to do, but they willfully reject that and they rebel against that these individuals are the enemies of the psalmist and he says these type of individuals those who willfully sin willfully rebel what do they do well they and this is word for mocking in fact the root is where we get the word in hebrew for someone who is a clown But this can also be related to someone who puts stress, anxiety, someone 
who derides another person, meaning acting and making a mockery of him, wanting to embarrass him. So there's these willful sinners rebelling against God, and they are are demonstrating that rebellion against the psalmist. And they're doing it, notice what it says as we continue, odd, that means until, and then the word me'od, which means very or exceedingly. So again, this one is being mocked, he's being uh, derailed, he is being, being put down, he is being oppressed. And these individuals are doing it knowingly that it's wrong for them to do it. And this one is suffering greatly. But what does he say? In spite of what he's going through, what he's suffering, what he's enduring, that he's being uh, uh, mocked, that he's being, being placed in a time of anxiety and pressure and affliction, notice what he says. From your law, this is the word Torah, from your law I have not uh, turned. I have not literally removed myself from your law. What what do we learn here? We learn a lot about spiritual warfare. What is the objective of the enemy? The objective of the enemy is to move us away. I use the word derail. We think about a train that is, is going someplace, and it's derailed, meaning it's unable to continue its trip we are pursuing the will of god we are following his instructions we are under the authority of his law and what happens well we get derailed that enemy attacks and he has one desire to keep us from obedience let me be very clear about something obedience first and foremost pleases god obedience also will please you through obedience we have access to a supernatural joy through obedience we find revelation from god through obedience we find power from god his provision and there's so many benefits from obedience and no one knows that better than the enemy and that's why he wants to cause you to move away from god's commands his laws his statutes his precepts he doesn't like that and he doesn't want you to to follow them but this individual it says here from your law i have not uh, turned aside verse 52 now what is this one doing he says i have remembered your judgments now realize a judgment in this case is kind of a evaluation that god does and say this is right this is proper this reflects my order i was teaching a group not too long ago and we talked about god's judgment and i asked them what is a benefit of god's judgment being poured out what does god's judgment accomplish and you know what the answer is there's an inherent relationship between the judgment of God and God putting things in order. How does God put things into order? Through his judgment. And therefore, it's saying here, I have not forgotten, literally, I have remembered your judgments. 
And then we have the term me olam. Now this means from the past. It also means now. In fact, when I look at this, when we look at the the easier Hebrew than the biblical Hebrew, it says me'az meaning from then, umikedem, and from before. So it shows a consistency of this one to base his life upon the evaluation of God, what God says is right. When God looks at a situation, evaluates it, and he says, this is the right thing to do. This is how this one is living. And again, when you are under the judgment of God, and here again, we're not talking about judgment as in punishment. We're talking about judgment as God, for example, a judge. He is given a whole bunch of evidence. If it's just a judge trying the case, meaning there's no jury, he hears everything and he takes that information, that evidence, and he puts it in order. What is proper? What is right? What type of punishment or no punishment? Maybe that person is vindicated and he is proven innocent. The evidence says that these charges were not right. So again, judgments in this case has to do with setting things in order. And this one says, I have remembered your judgments and I'm consistent about it in the past and even before that. And what did God's judgment, let me say it another way, what did the order of God bring about in this one's life? Notice it says here, and i was comforted this one found consolation this one found comfort where in the judgment of god and again god's evaluation what god says is right god's order to his life look now to verse 52 we have an unusual word this word can speak of of something that is fearful or something that is raging and that which is raging like for example a strong anger or perhaps in fact one of the ways that it's understood is something that is shaking you can shake from from fear or there's a shaking that comes about from power like an earthquake and therefore that power brings about a a trembling and so it says here trembling or fear has seized me and what's the source of this fear this trembling this power it's an evil power it says from wicked ones now notice we have seen that this psalmist in the the parts before meaning in the first six lessons and now in this one this is a psalmist that wants to walk in the will of god wants to apply god's law god's truth god's word to his life and therefore he finds that obedience to that a commitment a consistent commitment to walking with god and keeping his word produces comfort in his life and also that commitment will bring the enemy against you but notice what he says those enemies who are the enemies who are the ones that that are raging against him these ones that are using power against this individual because he wants to walk with god notice it says here these are the ones 
who have left your law they are against and how would you understand that those who leave the law of god they are against and the best way to answer that they are against righteousness we want to obey the word of god in fact we want to be people who walk in truth and you know who god gives to us in order that we might walk in truth the spirit of truth known also as the holy spirit so the spirit of truth leads us in the ways of god we encounter opposition but god he will deliver us and in the end we will find comfort and we will have victory over those who reject the word of god and they reject the word of god because they're not interested in righteousness they are opposed to righteousness look at verse 54 where it says zimrot now zimrot is a noun when we have it in the verbal form it's a word for singing in the sense of singing praises and now we look here and these are songs songs of praises and notice what it says songs of praises they were to me your law meaning this this one because of his commitment and hear this his consistent commitment to the standards of god the ordinances of god the precepts of god the law of god his commitment consistently to the word of god caused him to sing praises to the lord and this was something that he experienced where notice what it says bevet in the house of and here we have a word for dwellings now i realize that that many bibles will translate this last word (laughs) as my pilgrimages or my sojourners now the word here in modern hebrew it's taken from a word that that we would call perhaps in english residence and what it's saying is this when i am an individual that is committed to your instruction your ways your precepts your standards your ordinances i am going to sing and that that joy that praise that worship it is a word of worship as well this worship is also going to be present in the house of my dwelling place that is where i live in my residence look now to to verse 55 he says once more i have remembered in the night your name o lord now we're dealing with a psalm let me say that differently we're dealing with hebrew poetry and i've said over and over how the number one characteristic of hebrew poetry is parallelism and here we see something we see in verse verse 55 we find the word your name o lord and what is parallel well he says i remember in the night your name o lord now most of the commentators see nighttime as a fearful time and what he says is this the best defense or the best weapon against fear nighttime fear fear of the unknown fear of when the enemy is going to attack 
is remaining in the character of God. And you might say, well, why are you bringing up the character of God? Hopefully, most of you know why. Because your name, O Lord. And we have learned many, many times that the Hebrew word name, Shem, is related to character. And so he's saying, I'm committed in the difficult times, the fearful times, the nighttime. I'm committed to remembering, remembering your name, O Lord. Now, remembering is a covenantal word. We remember, what should we remember? God's covenantal promises. And when we are pursuing the promises of God, it is going to impact how we live, how we behave, who we become. We're going to become more and more like God. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when we and the patriarchs are a great example of this, when we pursue the promises of God, what does it take to do that? Faith. When we walk in faith, we are walking in the direction of the promises of God, His covenantal blessings. Now, what is that character of God? How is that character of God going to manifest itself according to this this? This psalm, look at the end of verse verse 55. He says, And I will keep your law. Now, what's parallel to your name? Your law. So if we want the character of God, let me say that differently. If we want the character of Messiah, we find it by submitting to the righteous requirements of the law. That is, we take the message of the commandments of God, all the commandments of God, those in the Torah itself, those in the rest of the the Old Testament, the Tanakh, and those in the New Covenant. We apply God's instructions, His counsel, to our life, being led by the Holy Spirit. And when we do that, we're going to be obedient, and that obedience is going to manifest God in us, meaning the Holy Spirit meaning the presence of Yeshua. And by the way, the Holy Spirit, you check it out, you'll find that the Holy Spirit is also known as the Spirit of Yeshua. So we see that that the Holy Spirit, He uh, goes forth from God the Father, but He's also known as the Spirit of Yeshua. What does this all tell us? It tells us about the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, this this divine head of, of God. So he says, look again, I have kept your law. Verse 56. Zot haitadli, this was to me. And the implication here is that this was a benefit for me. This is what he's saying. And I've also excuse me, taught a few times that when the word zot, meaning this, in the feminine form stands alone, meaning it doesn't modify, it's not saying this book or this uh, uh, robe or anything else, it's just this by itself. When the word zot stands alone, not modifying anything, then it is talking about the primary thing. And the primary thing is mentioned here this was to me when i am exemplifying the character of god 
doing and demonstrating i'm under authority of god by doing his word he says this was to me the primary thing what is that for your commands now here the word for command is usually either a written edict or a spoken one and we find here he says your commandments he says i have and it's a different word for keeping and what we find is this when we are people that say god what i desire first and foremost is submitting to your instructions applying your word let me say it differently applying your revelation that's found in your word when i apply your truth to my life i guard that i value that i keep that i obey that when i do what the psalmist is telling us is that there are numerous benefits we find comfort we find consolation we find god's provision we find god sustaining us we find god working in a variety of ways that causes him to produce his primary desire for us and what is that that we live like him that we demonstrate his character not just in word but by deed and when we do that we are going to be living righteously and that righteousness is going to manifest it is going to testify of the glory of god which exists in us because our bodies are no longer our own we have been bought with a price paul says and therefore we should glorify god with our body why we are a a temple for the holy spirit god's presence is literally in us he dwells in us like he dwelt once in the mishkan the tabernacle as he did in the temple the bed of this was his home now he has made his home with us and god's going to do it in even a more powerful way in the new jerusalem and we're called to live according to that character of the new jerusalem which well there's a unique light there and that light is none other than the glory of god i think you would agree that psalm 119 especially verses that we study today beginning with verse 49 and concluding with verse 56 i think you would agree that these words are words of encouragement words of perseverance words that cause us to think differently and thereby behave differently while close with that until next time when we continue our study of this wonderful psalm psalm 119 may god bless you shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.